Welcome back, Block Party listeners. Today we have a very special episode for you guys. It is the Metaverse episode, originally coined in 1992 by the novel Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. The Metaverse has come to encompass lots of different concepts and conceptualizations of the Metaverse, popular in movies such as The Matrix, in animes such as Ghost in the Shell, and also more recently, uh, the popular novel Ready Player One. We can't wait to share this episode with you guys, so sit back, stay locked, and stay tuned. Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. And the cons- like the current conceptualization of the metaverse is interesting i i th- i think no one's really thinking far i think honest to god mark zuckerberg's probably the farthest person who's thinking about it because i was reading an article on like his visions for it and business. yeah no i mean it's his business but like <sighs> it's the future of his business he's known it's- mark-, mark zuckerberg i feel like has known about this type of stuff for a long time to come now like He's probably conceptualized it at some point during the beginning of crypto development. I feel like. I mean, if you in the in the podcast that he was like basically he was just limited by the technology because even the smartphones he was just kind of like disappointed the direction smartphones went because they they don't really allow for much um, like presence right you have the the advent of the internet was basically text right you had the, the chat rooms and texting and shit. Then you had images, and then you know now we have video, so we could we could uh, see each other, you know, via our cameras and stuff like that. But it, it still lacks a presence. You're not really present with the other person. So you know what's mad funny is uh, like, what's his name? Pressure. Uh, he's talking about pressure, bro. He's talking about being able to exhibit pressure in a in a you know in a metaverse, so you could feel. The other person like you know when you dribble a basketball or you, you know you push somebody like haptic feedback he's talking about yeah, ha- yeah. he's really talking about haptic feedback here's the funny thing about that is so you know um do you know who gabe newell is he the the ceo for valve right? for valve right so you you know the uh the the development for or do you know anything about half-life like the the or the source engine so i don't know anything about that Okay, yeah, I know what so, is. but 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 yeah. So basically, like the capabilities of the Source engine allowed them to make uh, Half Life One, and then they were able to make Half Life Two like in two thousand and five because they were like, "Yo, our technology just got way better for us to express uh, digital reality." And Gabe Newell always everybody asks him, "When's Half Life Three? When's Half Life Three? Right? And he just said, "Honest to God, when we see the next advancement in like actual like 
connection to this digital like reality that we want to take like tell like how to tell a more immersive digital experience because there's one thing to show movies you know and we call that uh we call that art and now we're looking at more like cinematic experiences and video games but for him he was like there's just a, a problem with our ability to convey all the experiences and emotions that come with playing morgan freeman inside of half-life and once they started developing valve index because the reason why valve index is so powerful as a vr machine is because of the haptic feedback like when you grab stuff with those controllers it like physically feels like you're grabbing something like you're moving individual fingers like when you pull a, a gun you're literally pulling the trigger and when you reload you have to do the reload animation you're not just like pressing a button to commence action you're actually like the the one-to-one -one haptic feedback is is really impressive as a uh as an experience and it's funny enough it's that that mark zuckerberg is saying exactly the same thing because that's that seamlessness is is something that all these guys are now expressing is like they were just limited by the technology of the time right he, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't specifically referring to games he was more talking about just social you know the social aspect so he wants to bring <clears throat> obviously it's his business you know social he was talking about that social uh networks are one thing but you know that that presence um is a different thing so he wants to take that so those social connections to a different level and and the thing that was missing was presence now he was talking about you know uh virtual reality obviously um he was talking about augmented reality and he he really was talking about you know um basically be, being next to the person he was talking about holograms uh the, the technology that would would be uh useful to you know display another person or augmented reality you're talking about glasses um so the host was gary v and you know gary v mentioned would um would contact lenses eventually you know um you know replace the glasses but right now he he said that would be like 20 years off because you know the you know, has the technological, the like the hardware limitation, yeah. right? These people need to wait for the technology as a collaborative to advance before they can make a move on it. Kind of similar to how traders watch the market to make a certain move before they capitalize on whatever it is, at, like, in that circumstance. But and the whole idea of haptic feedback, too. Actually, they, that Facebook bought Oculus or Meta bought Oculus. Um, yeah, 2014, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he knows. He knows the direction he wants to, you know, take the company. So he was basically saying the rebrand was was part of, you know, their new initiative to head in that direction. And, you know, <clears throat> I think um, the people, he was saying, you know, once you tell the the world what direction you want to head in, you start attracting the right type of people. Because immediately, you know, he was probably thinking about this internally or they had internal teams. But once you say it, like, you know, we're, we're rebranding to Meta, you're going to attract a lot of people. Some people will be like, oh, it's crazy. Some people are like, oh, it's not ready, et cetera. Mm. But, you know, you eventually you attract the right types of um, engineers, Mines. one, uh, investors, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the right type of people. So I think they have the ecosystem for sure in place to make it happen. I mean, they right? got the bread to make. They could force this to happen with just the amount of bread they got. But, like, it's yeah, really yeah, just client adoption. It's actually his passion, you know. It's actually his passion, which is to, you know, bring people together in the digital space. Now he's bringing you know them no he's he's still years, he's yeah. still he's still bringing them in a digital it's i feel like people are are looking i mean the way we conceptualize it is just a virtual or like a digital reality in which like social interaction can happen but 
like if we if we realistically think about how like the metaverse is expressed like actually like because the metaverse expresses itself today but just not in the way that mark zuckerberg sees it which is like a hyper virtual reality something out of like ready player one for example like you said before um it's interesting you mentioned ready player one because it's it sounded exactly like what what he envisioned so he was you know how we have um in-game currencies for example in different games, World of Warcraft, uh, Fortnite, Call of Duty, and also unique items, right? So the NFTs, non-fungible tokens, yeah. uh, whatever they may be, art pieces, uh, swords, guns, you know. Um, so he was talking about that these shouldn't be siloed in individual ecosystems, right? Like Call of Duty. The metaverse is exactly what it sounds like, in which, you know, like, let's say you have a cool, um, a cool jersey, you know, wouldn't it be kind of annoying or limiting that you, if you could only wear it inside, uh, you know, the garden, right? You could only wear it inside Madison Square Garden. You couldn't wear it on the street. You could only wear Madison Square Garden. That's kind of how NFTs, guns, you know, skins. Um, they all exist in know, their own ecosystems. Exactly. They're siloed. So he was saying in the metaverse, it would be different. You could exchange those items. You could buy those items. Obviously, I feel like there would have to be some sort of universal uh, currency or token that would allow you to, you know, barter. But, uh, you know, sans the, sans the economics or the tokenomics. Like, I feel like that that's essentially a real metaverse, right? Where you, you have a engagement from, from all facets of, uh, of life. And but, this giant hodgepodge of, of, of a platform. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, how we express these, these concepts today. Like, Mark Zuckerberg's idea, and I mean, like, this isn't just his idea. This is the collective advancement, the will of the internet moving forward so i can't just i mean he's on the forefront but we can't just say it's him pioneering this alone but like in the way we've seen it expressed uh I, there is a good argument to make like that this is already happening no like and i mean just for a perfect example i'm pointing to fortnite for example like it expresses all the concepts that mark zuckerberg basically envisions which is a shared space where people build things and don't necessarily have to gamify what they're doing. A perfect example is Travis Scott hosting a concert fully inside of the, the Fortnite ecosystem. He did a whole virtual reality concert. Well, virtual reality as him being represented by an avatar and an experience, like a pre-recorded experience. But we can, we can say that that is in itself a metaverse. So what would be the value of that experience transmigrating over to something like to the Facebook ecosystem? You know, it's only valuable in its own ecosystem. Um, so what's the what's the question? Like, why would but, we want? Yeah. Why? Why? Why is Mark Zuckerberg's vision for the metaverse uh, going to supersede what already exists in what we quote unquote consider the proto universe, a metaverse? I mean, I don't I definitely think that uh, the Fortnite ecosystem is limiting for sure. Mm. Um, it, it's definitely a more thorough let's think about it like this like like if we had individual sandlots the fortnite ecosystem could exist within the actual metaverse the metaverse isn't li you know limited to like facebook um activities or facebook like activities right or or meta like activities i don't know what to call it you know retrospect but let, let's say facebook right now so p people understand what i'm saying um you would have these worlds kind of side by side. And I, I really want to reference Ready Play One. If anyone's seen the movie or read the book, you know, they have a bunch of different worlds in this universe, right? So the metaverse is exactly what it sounds like. It's a universe, right? With, and they, they go to school in that game. Yeah, there's right, multiple and... worlds inside there. So like, 
let, let's say you have your Fortnite characters and skins. Um, you'd be limited essentially by like you know w- what you can purchase within the Fortnite ecosystem in terms of skins, characters, guns, you know, accessories. So like, I think it's w- way different to be honest. I think uh, Mark Zuckerberg's vision is more thorough. It's more you know future oriented. You know, it, he, he has a vision versus like the Fortnite ecosystem. It's making use of the capabilities it currently has. They know that. You know, there's a, a covalescent, you know, um, uh, interest in Travis Scott and, you know, Fortnite. They, it just happens to be a bunch of Travis Scott fans in that demographic, right? A bunch so, of 10 and 12 year I mean, olds. Yeah, that, that just makes sense, you know, yeah. but, but not necessarily, it wouldn't necessarily bring everyone into the metaverse. I'm, I'm talking about how, how many users does Facebook have? Two billion? Uh, yeah, I think they're getting close to the two billion user. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't think Fortnite would be able to attract, you know, two billion people, you know, just... But- Here's, is, but now now I have to, like, I this is the skeptic inside of me. Obviously, like, I'm very hopeful on this idea. But we could also say that Mark Zuckerberg, once again, is becoming the the, pre- the baron, the president. The He's got the biggest sandlot since he's able to throw the biggest weight. Not necessarily because he may have the most efficient method to express the metaverse. But it's kind of weird for somebody who wants to champion the decentralized nature of what the metaverse already is despite having the biggest sandlot in such a decent it's like microsoft saying they're not a monopoly even though they own 90 percent of the market you know at the time right. the most we'll go the most important the most important thing i feel like is how dopaminergic things in the metaverse could be right for example like the idea of haptic feedback that'll affect dopamine and drive it up and make it almost addicting and definitely attract a bigger user base. Things like gaming, you know, it's all a works in progress. And the more it starts to replicate real world activity, the more people will be finding themselves on something like that. Yeah. And, and, and I definitely agree with, with the, the haptic feedback, the pressure part. When he was talking about the technology, the, the, what he envisions, I was like, this sounds like the real world. You know what I mean? It sounds like. There, there's an actual presence, a three-dimensional presence, you know, once you're in this metaverse. Uh, uh, Chris, more to your point, um, are, are you saying that, uh, like, Mark Zuckerberg's vision of the metaverse um, entails, like, it somehow encompasses uh, him as, like, the, the overlord of this of this metaverse? Sort of, some, something like that, but, like, even more, like, he talks about, like, you can't, you can only wear your, you can only wear your next jersey at the garden, right? Like right. it's easy, it's it's easy to talk about that eventuality happening. All these metaverses, these individual metaverses, like should be coalescing into one larger, like, uh, for a better word, omniverse of the metaverse, like for all things. No, 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 well, but no, when no, he's multiple worlds, right within the yeah. metaverse. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then once again, we're talking. He's got the biggest. He's got the biggest metaverse. So it's easy for somebody to 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 like say the problem is is that i can't use my fortnite gun or my fortnite skin inside of uh vr chat for example i can't i can't wear my digital garden i can't wear my digital Knicks jersey in this uh particular space here but the only way to achieve that is either a you have the biggest you have the biggest sandlot in the entire like you have the biggest real estate in the entire metaverse so that everybody is forced to either unite with you to create your version of the metaverse or which is ultimately against the idea of decentralization and web 3.0 well, as, as a whole fair, so i actually don't i actually don't um i don't uh, i don't follow that train of thought i actually think meta 
um, would be a frame, another just another framework within the meta, actual metaverse. The metaverse would have to be hosted on a large decentralized world computer, something mm-hmm. like Ethereum or something like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Facebook or Meta. Facebook would just allow for social certain social frameworks to be present in the metaverse that you can have access to, like uh, messaging, like similar. What does Facebook own? Um, your social media profile, like Instagram, uh, WhatsApp. They own so how you be, talk. They own. They own how you communicate. They, they own how you yeah. watch short so content. Those be, yeah, those would be present. And and again, since it's Web three, right? You you would have a lot more uh, thorough, um, you know, control over how they have access to that information. So it would definitely be different from Web two. But again, Facebook would just be another framework within this metaverse. So it wouldn't. It would be all these would be coexisting side by side in a larger metaverse, right? And that Facebook wouldn't be you know, the, the, the guardian or the, the owner of this metaverse, it would be decentralized and it would be Web3. You know, that, that, that goes without saying. I don't think um, Mark Zuckerberg uh, has any intention of, of you know, um, I guess, ruling over this metaverse. He, he wants to help create it, you know, from, from what I've listened for, to in the podcast. So um, I, I, would, so. I would like to theory craft for a second, uh, like maybe a little tangent from this idea but like Besides, talking about i don't think anyone will buy i don't think anyone will buy into that you know if mark's like i just created the metaverse everybody join you know i don't think yeah. i don't think people will be down for that i think i mean that's that's privy, privy to the web3 and like it's um you know it's benefits right yeah i mean yeah i mean adoption is probably going to be pretty easy but like if we look at how zuckerberg revolutionized the social revolution or the digital social revolution after the existence of myspace he basically said, look, guys, I created Facebook and now everybody's come here. And then they all flocked to his space. There was no competition anymore once like 2010 hit. He was he was the king of that jungle. And I mean, like, yeah, of course, you can I say the other tech barons like I think there's, there's certain necessary like um, developments that need to happen. I, I definitely agree that sometimes, you know, uh, one player just has to dominate, whether it's search algorithms or whether it's uh, social networks. And it's not because, you know, like, one, it's because they're better, right? Mm-hmm. And one, because the ecosystem has to be built out first. And then once the ecosystems are built out, we have a more thorough understanding of how social networks, how search algorithms, how, you know, messaging works. And then from there, um, now it's easy. Like, uh, it's easy to build a Facebook, right? It's easy to build a social network. I'm not saying you'll get the, the user base, right? You know, you, you that that's obviously that takes time and effort yeah. to build something like that. But um, you know, even with a a beginner developer's knowledge, with the frameworks present, there's been, there's already been so many Facebook clones. You know, you can create it. You know, it would take you a couple months, or maybe you could outsource to a developer. But but it's the, buildable. The actual development, it's buildable now. You know, so there's no there, there's no um, mystery on how to build a social network. But the what what I think had to happen was these these uh these large conglomerate sized you know, um, products or services mm-hmm. had to reach fruition. You know, we had to see the eventuality of, of what would happen. We're just now starting to understand the impact of social media on our society. So I think that it, it's not, it's not like, um, so know, what you're saying is we had to grow the grapes to get the wine. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, yeah, that, that makes sense. And then once you had the wine, you're like, okay, now, now what, you know, like th- there's more to it, you know, but th- this was just like the, st- these are just stepping stones. Right. First, you had to build the wheel. Then you had to build the chassis. Then, the, then the frame. Then, the, then you have a car. 
and now that car is kind of slow so you have to you know you have to do a whole bunch of improvements but you know i can't really get too far with this car let's build a plank something like that like yeah. you know now now you 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 have all these things i don't think mark it will be you know the, the, the road builder overlord yeah the overlord of the metaverse i think he's just helping build it that's really it you know and so we were talking about companies yesterday i'm sorry this is a tangent but we were talking about companies that would get with web3 or you know try to resist it valve is trying to resist it um uh but it looks like facebook or meta now is clearly along for the ride and well they, they're you know, resisting one aspect of it they're resist they're, they're resisting the nft and the crypto the cryptocurrency part of it like the economics behind that because they don't want that yeah. economics pervasive inside of their own ecosystem which to an their business models understand. would completely change as yeah. a result yeah that that's like an economic resistance I think it's a bad move i think it's a bad move i think they could have fully embraced the nfts in the crypto space and they would have the ecosystem to help um you know usher in like uh one a safe one reputable because right now the nft space is, is a wild west right so if valve got on board and laid some like groundwork for how nft should should operate within within a digital space you'd have some you know you'd have some good developments you know you'd mm -hmm. have uh progress essentially but like i mean they have the technology i mean valve index is superior to anything oculus has built and they've been working at it for seven years so like i like we know that valve knows as a company that not only just the software the hardware aspect of this they are really pioneering into that vr metaverse experience those those controllers that haptic feedback is crazy going to what ennis was saying earlier about like just figuring out a way to like basically physically represent the skinner's box like like conundrum where you actually get like this feedback of like dopamine and receptors like that they're building that technological forefront. Maybe they haven't fully committed to the economic side of that yet, or like the technological side implementing into their own like universe, but they definitely have like that like pervasive nature that's going on in that direction as well. So I wouldn't, I would just uh, resist the idea that Valve is resistant to the concept of the metaverse. I just don't think they like the stability of it right now. Right. And, and maybe, maybe you guys are right. Maybe it's just like, you know, uh they're not making you know they can't monetize the current version of what's going on in their ecosystem so they're resisting talking talking about companies so and we're talking about resistance too so we were talking earlier about how like it started as text and it, and then it slowly grew to video and like how our social presence allowed us to be more and more involved with each other on a global scale um i'm thinking about companies like twitter which are primarily 144 characters, some videos, some GIFs, like how we share information on that website is not necessarily indicative of how we share information on something like Instagram or Facebook, which allows us to create more variety in how we spread uh, information. But Twitter is a giant force. But moving into the metaverse, I personally can't see a future. And this is me theory crafting. I, I don't see a future where a company like Twitter, and I mean, this is for smarter, more economically savvy people. I just don't see how a text-based, like, news feed can survive in the concept of a metaverse, which is basically hyper-augmented reality. Right. I, so, uh, what, what, my bad. I'm like, <laughs> that was a lot, bro. What was the, what was the, uh, no, no, uh, do you, do you, like, we're just talking about resistance and, like, companies adopting, so, like. Like maybe Valve isn't ready to take that leap yet, but they definitely have the technological ability to do it. Meta is obviously pioneering it in both the 
the like philo- philosophical social networking, you know, Oculus being their preferred VR method of choice. But like a company like Twitter, like we're under the assumption that Web 2.0 may have to exist with Web 3.0. But a lot of com- like I don't see a future reality where like I'm not looking at my Twitter feed in VR, you know? I don't I don't see a right. need to do that. I like, Right. I I don't well, yeah. And um what was that app that came out this summer? The one with the spaces. Um You know what I'm talking about, guys? It was like a uh like spaces or something like that. Uh, social spaces where people just hopped into rooms and stuff. I had the app recently. I was using it. Regardless, You're not talking like, about Clubhouse, right? It's yeah, been Clubhouse. around. It's been around for some time. Yeah, I haven't heard of it as of recent, but I do remember seeing it like yeah. get pretty popular. Honestly, yeah, Club Clubhouse, and that was really popular, especially during quarantine. But uh, Twitter has uh, a feature like that right now that they were testing out. So, oh, the groups, like, yeah, it's basically like Clubhouse. So, like, I could see that. Um, you know, I could see Twitter having uh, de- definitely having some metaverse qualities where maybe Twitter would be like um, social forums, you know, like rooms where you could pop in. And remember, we're like this question, like what the metaverse is capable of is kind of a loaded question because we, we could go pretty far. Right. You know, there, yeah. there's tons of, you know, um, I guess sci- you could call it sci fi from the early 90s that kind of encapsulates oh, that, that like cyberpunk all, all idea. Visions. Yeah, cyberpunk idea, you know, like there's there's tons, right? You know, Ghost in the Shell, Ready Player One, uh, The Matrix, I guess is, the is Matrix another is one. A, but, the Matrix is probably the best modern example or like the best popular example of what the metaverse right. is. But, uh, you know, the capabilities of the, of the metaverse are, are right now not understood because we don't know, you know, and the technology is just starting. You know, first of all, the, the computing power and the GPU power are just starting to get their cloud, cloud GPU, all this stuff like. What is it going to be? Um, you know, what is it going to be secured by? Is it going to be secured by the Bitcoin network, like the 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 computing power of the Bitcoin network, all this stuff, right? Like we that we don't really know. So, what if I could hop into a you know a, tw- a Twitter group, right, with my hologram, join a group of people in a room with a with an orator, right, the professor talking about you know biohacking, and then you know I'm I'm sitting in in the in the audience with like-minded peers, and I'm able to discuss. With haptic feedback, like like the real world, like the three D world, right? Like uh, about the topics they're talking about, and we can engage on a much deeper level. You know, we could share information rapidly. Um, maybe stuff like Neuralink would help. You know, I know uh, Elon Musk. I, I mean, I don't know if Neuralink. Neuralink to me seems like more like an augmented. Re- I mean, reality um, aug- but... augmented augmented reality does fall into that uh, into that capacity yeah. because. Like it's it's just like where our understanding of of the metaverse solely comes from the idea of like virtual reality as in digital like real estate, but there are like NFTs, there are like like in art tech house where there are digital like representations of these great virtual pieces. Like what if you were to walk down the street, throw on your glasses, and all of a sudden a a literal digital layer is on top of your real world? Like if you were to, let's say, I remember Google Glass was trying to experiment with this, where they were doing, before Google Glass obviously was abandoned by Google, but where they would be like GPS, where it would draw a literal line on the ground to where you wanted to go. It's not like the craziest expression of the metaverse, but that is a tool expressed in uh, augmented reality that helps you get to where you want to go in the physical reality. So something right. like Neuralink is is another perfect example of that, because now we're just 
implementing how these like how the human brain or how the human construct is interacting with the digital layer not just virtual but like augmented yeah do you do you have do you guys have any um concepts or conceptualizations of the metaverse you know we like chris i think you understand why the the metaverse is important but what do you what do you envision for the metaverse like what's so your i i actually how I do actually, you see it how do you see it because th- there's a bunch of different takes on it right we you could you could draw inspiration from all these you know um different movies sci-fi or pop culture yeah sci-fi pop culture stuff, the yeah. zeitgeist anime you know so i i, I want to bring it back to what you said earlier like being a part of like a a, a shared like basically educational space like i beyond games beyond like like I'm thinking about how this will actually affect our physical layer. Like how will the metaverse affect our interactions in reality? And I think of something like you said, like a like a shared classroom where people are where you have a group of people discussing in a round table with a moderator and then you have a live in-studio audience. Uh I could see us creating entire shows like for example, like it used to be a big thing in the 90s and the 80s. Now filmed live on like in front of a live studio audience and you have the audience clap and cheer. And then they would have like a play. You could do plays. You could do something like what Travis Scott did. Uh, obviously, if this all works well, but like you can create uh, shared physical social uh, experiences inside of a digital reality that is almost no different than your physical understanding of it. Um, I also see this like, for example, what would it a perfect example of this is like architecture, I think. Like what if you wanted to build a seemingly impossible building right before you even create the building like you pull the real world space and then you design it in a in a virtual reality you explore all the frameworks inside all the beams how much pressure they'd have to like take you could simulate all that on a supercomputer a world a world supercomputer and you'd be able to basically design out these massively detailed plans in a much more uh efficient manner than what we do today using autocad what if we replaced AutoCAD with a, a whole virtual layer? You just now start building. This is where the water water fountain goes. This is where the driveway goes. And I could even see this for engineering. Like, what if you could design a uh, like a like a physical mechanical engine in a three D space that runs similar to the real world environment? I think I think that's how we'll see a lot of expression of the metaverse in our actual reality not just existing on that virtual reality because like ready player one is a great example of the metaverse in the same way that the matrix is a great but it completely omits the existence that we have to live in the real world to access the virtual world i mean for right now like we could get super sci-fi and fantastical like i don't know we upload our consciousness to this virtual layer but like I, I don't see that yeah. for another like that, that fifty years. Fifty years. That yeah. looks like that. That looks like the eventuality, right? Um, th- that I mean, that's really the singularity part. But I, uh, yeah, Anis? I spoke to Chris actually not too long ago about like you guys remember Futurama and how those little heads were kept in like the water tank and they were still able to talk and and yeah. cognitively interact with people around them and whatnot. Right. I feel like in the metaverse soon after a long amount of time and a long amount of development there can probably be ai that kind of adheres and mimics your personality and your attributes and if you seek to live you can potentially still live in the metaverse in that form if you get what i'm saying because 
like a digital construct like, of your life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that so that your personal information and your data, despite you not being on the world anymore, still lives on infinitely past that. Right? So the metaverse could even and, and it's crazy, it sounds nuts, but it could also probably keep ideas and people and their thoughts and their beliefs immortal, you know? Yeah. It's I dangerous, mean, it's a double edged sword. Yeah, you you would essentially have I'm I'm, I'm imagining um your cerebral spinal system suspended in, you know, some sort of like ATP fluid, right? And then it's hooked up to, you know, certain sensors. But that's all that would need to survive in order for your, your con- quote unquote, your consciousness to exist in this metaverse. So I could definitely see that existing. I, I don't I don't see why not. You, you just need the biotech. That's that's to be a, able to that's a straight up ghost yeah. in a shell episode. Like that yeah. concept and, of the ghost yeah. is like your consciousness being like hardwired or not hardwired, but like like integrated with like this cyberization of like the human consciousness and the human construct in general yeah when you look at it everything that's happened in the internet too thus far is just a precedent for what's going on right now like for example the most recent example that i could provide is DeFi becoming a thing and then nfts becoming a thing and then nfts and gaming becoming a thing and little by little the building blocks are just going to keep being added on top of one another until we get what we're implying is going to happen with the metaverse a few years from now decades more realistically i I see i see a better timeline being like the 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 fantastic (laughs) sci-fi stuff 20 to 30 years but like definitely within the next 5 to 15 years i could 100 percent seeing those like base groundworks for like like securitizing uniqueness on web 3.0 like, cause going, going back to that, that concept, like the digital AI construct, like representation, we have to also realize that data is copyable, but NFTs or like the conceptualization of NFTs could basically turn your consciousness into NFT. What unique one of one. And, and those frameworks, like the frameworks behind DeFi and NFT are going to express themselves in much more complex ways, 20 to 30 years down the line, when we have to really securitize these like digital construct representations of existing people in the real world and that that's how i feel anyway but z i mean do you see any way that this could potentially be expressed moving forward or like the concept of uh the metaverse the the concept of the meta like well when you when you i think it's a bunch of uh brick by brick things happening like ennis was saying so it's it's not like you know one person has all the answers or one one company or one private individual it's it, it's sort of like it's almost like um it's funny because it's almost like it's happening um unbeknownst to all these players right they're creating this metaverse without knowing that's what they're doing right it's almost like we we as humans are creating this metaverse without no, without knowing like you know how um worker ants are just collecting food and like bringing it and then just creating this this uh ant mountain or ant cave or whatever the fuck ants ant hill and they're feeding the queen do they know the 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 that they're in service of the greater cause yeah this macro perspective do they know what they're actually creating do honeybees know that they're creating this massive honeycomb or are they just individually doing their jobs and then the, the eventuality is, you know, a, a, a honeycomb with a bunch of, you know, bees working together to collect pollen. Do they do they know with individualized, specialized tasks? I'm sorry, specialized tasks. And then 
you know, the macro is something, you know, that, that emerges from it. Right. So, so basically I the think, concept of the standalone complex. Yeah. So basically, you know, like essentially what, you know, what, what do I think? I think that everyone's doing their own thing, but they're inadvertently contributing to this metaverse, right? Whether it's through DeFi or gaming or haptic feedback, or the fact that, you know, you have engineers working on creating uh, stronger and faster GPUs, uh, cloud computing, decentralization, um, augmented reality, neural link. Uh, we're talking about um, longevity, right? So the ability to, uh, the ability to, to sustain <clears throat> human life, sustain human life way past the, the median age, right? Like mm -hmm. all this stuff is, is, is coming together in, you know, a, a grandiose sort of way. So I think, I almost think that humans are oblivious or don't even know, or they're subconsciously creating this metaverse. Right. And, and that kind of reminds me of, uh, actually kind of reminds me of the matrix in a sense. Right. And I don't think it's not as dystopian as the matrix, obviously. I think it's yeah. just what it is. You know, it's just the, the evolution the of yeah, it's the evolution of humans. No, so so on like a on a more positive or brighter note, like I see the metaverse also as allowing um people, uh disenfranchised people to do things that they otherwise would never be able to do in the 3D world, right? What what do you guys think um the metaverse is capable of, right? Like what do you what do you guys uh envision? Because you know, in the metaverse, you, you you can have a 50 inch vertical. You know what I mean? In in the metaverse, you can go to even if you've never traveled or spoken French, you can speak French now. You know, you could go to the Louvre and you can explore the inner walls of the Louvre. You could see the Mona Lisa. You could do all this stuff because all that technology is available and present. So I can go for a tour and you know I could pay the whatever the fee is, the token fee. So the Louvre would be able to essentially collect. Um, uh, admission fees across the world with a bunch of people accessing its halls through virtual reality and engaging with each other, right? Isn't isn't that um? Wouldn't that be something you know? And that's just a simple that's a simple example. But I mean, yeah, I we see like, that expression in video games right now. Basically, video games are digital museums. Yeah, you just so so. What do you, what would you guys do? What would you guys do in the metaverse? You know, like would you travel to other planets? Would you travel to other countries? You know, it, I think it's like uh. I, I, when, 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 when you ask like what I would do, I mean, I'm not going to say what I would do personally, because I'm, I could think of fantastic things to do. It'd be more on the idea of construction, but, um, or creating constructs, but I could see this, uh, for the example, like you travel the world and be there almost imperceivably to the real thing. Um, I could honestly see this like from a community, a community standpoint, communities across the world being able to aggregate in locations. And I'm specifically thinking like communities like the Muslim community, for example, that uh, you see the two largest locations of that being in the Middle East and Indonesia, even though those are two completely different culture bases, uh, one's in Asia, one's the Middle East, but they obviously share the collective unison of a shared uh, common cause. And you can express like shared prayer and like, just cross-cultural like engagement without the barrier of actual physical like travel you'd be able to create my... yeah Anis? i'm sorry to cut you off but yeah. i but you made a really interesting point something like that could really contribute to the plethora of cultural identities because these people who ordinarily or otherwise wouldn't be able to communicate on such a deep level with haptic feedback and vr and whatnot they would be able to do something like that and not because they're able to you'd probably see so much more innovation come about 
And not to mention the language barrier, right? So we're forgetting that, like in the metaverse, we we can speak Arabic. You know, we could speak Chinese. It's it's like it, it would be um the real barrier. No, no. I guess the, I guess the rear there would be no real barrier to cross cultural like innovation. Right, and and since it's decentralized, it's not like individual news outlets could feed you. Um, I don't want to say propaganda, but like you know, like just just stuff. I mean, that they can sells, always right? they could always feed you propaganda, but the the effect right. of it, the cultural effect of it, won't be as prevalent. Right. Exactly. So it, it would just be like you could actually see what's going on, like what's happening. You know, what's re- happening for real in that country. Um, but also, also you could also see. I want to. I want to play devil's advocate because of the it, ability of social like constructs and social communities actually you know emerging because of the power of the metaverse. You could also see a retreat into a lot of like cultural like one like one mind ideas so like you would have the giant nation of fox news you know you could have the giant nation of cnbc or you could have the giant nation of this group and that group and you would see the radical emergence of like uh digital xeno like like you could just radical xenophobia like coming out on digital spaces like we already see that right now where Donald Trump is building his own social network to be able to uh, prevail the real truth. And everybody's going to see the truth as they see it. But you might actually start seeing the rise of digital nation states. Right. I, I actually have. A, so maybe we defer in the, in the way I, I see this uh, actually uh, working out. Okay. I think that I, I think that there would be um, a melding or disappearance of nation states. So it'd be just a bunch of uh, sovereign individuals, right? Because the existence of nation states would, would kind of fall to the wayside in this in this future metaverse. It, it would almost seem like silly. What? Yes, yeah, silly. You know, but also like, what are what are who? Where are these imaginary three D boundaries from? Why why are you why are you taking these uh, imaginary political three D boundaries from the three D world? And implanting them into the metaverse, it doesn't really, it doesn't really make any sense, you know. Especially considering we're not using fiat currencies, right? Mm-hmm. We we can um we can communicate with each other in a common language. Like what, like wh- where does this come from, you know? Bes- besides the cultural aspects, right? Which, which in my op- opinion are infinite. Like there, there's really no, this doesn't really make any sense, right? Um, like the po- actually the actual nation state government political boundaries, th- those are. Those don't wouldn't really exist in the in the metaverse, in my opinion. I mean, but here's the thing: regulation has always existed in in civilization. So, like, oh, I mean, we're ignoring we're seeing the technological. So who would regulate? So, who would regulate the metaverse? Is the real yeah. question, right? And yeah, the governance because... the governance would have to happen by its users, right? And the the governance, and you could see this in all different types of crypto projects. Governance tokens are, are issued to people who are invested in the projects, right? So. The governance of of a meta of a future metaverse will be dependent on its users, essentially. But then that comes that comes full circle to my my original idea about like basically Mark Zuckerberg, because you could see a whole lot the rise of oligarchism in the digital layer. Like money would then necessarily be the rise of governance, and you would see these very wealthy private individuals becoming king of their own castles for yeah, governance. But, that, that's like a that's a serious reality for governance, and even so, we can right, see. That's an issue. That is an issue, right? Where s- someone with a lot of uh, capital can, you know, can acquire a certain amount of tokens. But the way, you know, decentralization and the way these crypto projects work, 
people would just vote that out. You know, people would be like, ah, or or just completely abandon that that world right within the metaverse. They would just be like, yeah, I, I don't fuck with this, so I'm we're not going to participate. And you it could totally devalue. do that. It would devalue. You know, it would just disappear. Versus like in the 3D world, you don't really have a choice, right? If you're born in Bangalore or if you're born in um you know Japan or even the United States you have that one citizenship right you you have to abide by the rules of that one nation state in the metaverse you don't have to do anything like that you just you just bounce you're like okay this 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 world is whack this fox news world is whack i'm i'm going to um this other world which is you know a, a lot a lot more realistic a lot a lot better it's a lot more fruitful you know for creativity all that stuff so i, I don't think um there's no sure, limit on opportunity I guess I guess like cults or dict you know mini dictatorships like that could exist in the metaverse, but you know you you would really have to seek that out, you, and you would have to like want to join that type of community. I guess so. Like I don't think it would be prevalent. I don't think it would be a dominant um aspect of the metaverse. I also I also wonder like going back to like the regulation and governance being done by the people. The truth of the matter is, is there is always a salt a small subsection of the community that will ultimately what's it called get lost in the sauce like you always hear about those uh people who go into like pc cafes in china or something like that and die from like 72 hours of just playing video games or something like that like there are always those horror stories of like these people lost literally in the sauce who's to say like where's the regulation of like there has to be some kind of social construct for regulation to make sure you prevent the worst uh the worst natures in our own society from expressing themselves in the digital layer because if we say wild wild west you know ultimately you're gonna have like you mean like if someone were to be like yeah i'm just gonna spend all day in the metaverse metaverse." yeah so have you ever seen that movie surrogates with uh with bruce willis that's another metaverse type of movie a vaguely i vaguely remember this movie basically they have avatars right avatars in the 3d world and those avatars are faster, stronger, better looking, et cetera, right? And they, they put themselves in a pod and then they just operate their, their uh, avatars in the real world, mm-hmm. right? And then basically their, their real selves are atrophying inside those pods because they spend all day inside the p- pods comm- commandeering their, their avatars throughout the 3D world, right? Um, it's I almost mean- like a physical physical metaverse type type of situation and then i mean the hyper reality of it is going to want to make certain subs because the truth of the matter is is that you get a whole bunch of kids into the metaverse and then like i mean i could first off i could see like real world implications of this entire subsections of the youth existing in the metaverse and abandoning like the concepts of reality we see that in japan where the birth rate has declined now imagine throwing in a reality where physical reproduction is not like a like a common consensus on that like now now i could see literal nation states declining you know people who live through this virtual like and i i obviously know i'm going very very dystopic with this like this is this is a reality 30 40 50 years down the line possibly but the the truth yeah, of the matter is it's a balance of both right it's a blend of both there's going to be some some dystopian stuff going on some utopian stuff going on but for better or for worse, um, I think we're we're so much uh, so much better off than people were a hundred years ago, right? Is there like you know t- terrible things going on in the world today? Sure, but as terrible, you know, as terrible as a hundred years ago? I, I don't mean, know, man. The Crusades aren't happening anymore, so 
yeah i mean it's just like you know you're not you're not dying from a cold you know like you know well you know it depends but you you know (laughs) with the with the with the with the rampancy of a of a hundred years ago right you know if you caught a cold basically he's dead you know so then you have you know you break your bones like you know you could get them fixed you know you have there's just so much so much yeah there's options now and it's just so such a such a well you know there's so many opportunities in this world that um i I feel like the metaverse just opens up a whole new world literally a whole new universe of options for for people who who didn't have that before you know blind deaf um you know uh physically impaired like imagine you you're quadriplegic now you can dunk you know like you can dunk on other it's just absurd I think, oh, so. I think I think this is me like really, really theory crafting. And I know we got to wrap up soon, but like I, 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 I think this is super hype. Going back to your idea about disabilities and stuff like that. Like imagine giving a blind person the metaverse. Like let's say how would you tell them what they are seeing is real, you know? Like well, observation. It's, I guess it's as real. That, that's like the that's like cipher from the Matrix, right? It's as real as you want it to be. Fair, fair. All right. Nah, you're right. Because I'm like, imagine a person who was blind from birth who had never seen anything and they have no frame of reference for what the real sky looks like or what this tree looks like. You're giving eyes to a person who never had any, like, confirmation bias. What, where is the confirmation on that? And I just go like, how would that psychologically work? Would this person even see or would they see, like, uh, uh, their interpretation of reality? So, like, you know, like, blind samurai taps a thing, uses echolocation. That type of thing, or would they actually? I would, I would think. I would think you would actually be able to see the metaverse. Like the technology would be there, and the reason I say this is because of Neuralink. Um, yeah, Neuralink would allow them to do that. That's that's so it. It's it's super theory crafting, but um. So so yeah. that part is not theory crafting. Like if you saw the uh the oh, conference no, I, for Neuralink, yeah, I saw that, that thing is absolutely. It's it's basically allowing people to, like you know, move in different or move in ways that they they weren't because they were limited by their disabilities see touch feel all because the brain is essentially responsible for all your senses so yeah, yeah. oh man i mean, I there, mean there's so much to talk about you know we, we could talk about crypto projects that are doing stuff um in the metaverse um you know technology companies that are doing stuff in the metaverse and just the metaverse itself but those I think things we, deserve their own though yeah. their own time like i i would love to get <laughs> yeah, deeper sure. into this we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have some more podcasts one of the one of the you know stuff i want to explore maybe in a subsequent podcast is decentraland or axie and like how the gaming community is crafting their own digital real estate essentially yeah so i i definitely um well, you know we'll have some follow-up podcasts we'll, we'll see what 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 uh what our audience wants to hear but yeah. I, I feel like this has de- definitely been a good talk um chris do you have anything to add i i i'm all metaverse I'm all tapped, out right yeah. now yo ennis thank you once again for joining us uh thank you for providing us your input on this episode and thank you everybody for listening to this episode we're gonna sign off now but give us it was a pleasure feedback any feedback and we'll see you on the next one guys all right guys and this was the metaverse episode of block party this episode was brought to you by zigabor and myself chris wong thanks to our very special guest enes husinovich make sure to follow him on instagram at legalmastermind.meta you can follow us on instagram and twitter at it's me chris wong and at z trapamoto s-e-i-t-r-a-p-a-m-o-t-o this episode was a short overview of the metaverse space and we'll be bringing you more specific content exploring all aspects of the metaverse make sure to like and follow us on apple music 
Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and give us all the feedback and any news you would like us to check out. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace. Thank you.